Communications disruption can mean only one thing. This is Jam Transmissions, a Star Wars podcast. Welcome, everybody, to episode three of Jam Transmissions, a Star Wars podcast. I am Peter Viox, joined today by my good friend and co-host, Joshua Rowe. How's it going, man? It's going great, Pete. How are you doing today? Man, I'm doing really good. I'm, it's a great day to talk about Star Wars, and it's a very special episode today because we have our very first guest of Jam Transmissions, Eden Gray, also known to the vast interwebs as <laughs> QDQ Cosplay. Welcome. <laughs> Hi, thanks for having me. Super excited to talk about Star Wars. I've been thinking about it all day. Like, I don't think about Star Wars all day, every other day, anyway. <laughs> right. I was going to say I think about Star Wars all day long, anyways. So, well, one thing that we did when we first introduced ourselves to our listeners is we talked about, like, how we first got into Star Wars. And why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about your first memories of Star Wars? I will. So, I was thinking about this the past week. Um, can I just tell everybody about Ruby? Yeah. Okay, so my name's Eden, and I'm QDQ Cosplay, and I have a dog named Ruby. And if you hear weird noises, it's my dog. There she is. You can see pictures of her on my social media because she's really adorable, but also a tiny, cute monster. Um, so any strange noises are not me. They're my dog. <laughs> Gives me free reign to make noises and bl- yeah, blame it, it on the dog. Blame it on the dog. <laughs> I blame lots of stuff on that dog. Most of it she deserves. <laughs> so, what were your first memories with Star Wars? I've been thinking about this a lot over the past week, and what I remember most fondly, and sort of like my most frustrating memory at the same time, is collecting all of the merch from Taco Bell when Episode One came out. Like, oh. is this oh, a no thing kidding. to I anyone else? No, I forgot like, about did that. You f- yeah, because like we're the same age, and that was such a big deal. Like all of the cups with all the different characters on yeah. them, and there were like Pepsi oh, cans. So cool. Like going they to the store so yes, and like I forgot all checking that, that. which cans had which characters on them, so you could get the whole set. And like all the, it's just I remember Taco Bell having so much, and I ate so much Taco Bell with which those. is not a problem. No, it was fantastic, and. That's one of my earliest memories because I'm an episode one kid. And, um, I mean, it's still... I think that it's not my favorite. Like, I think Last Jedi took over. But until Last Jedi came out, um, episode one was definitely my favorite. Yeah. It's up there for me. It's it's uh, nostalgic. I mean... Yeah, it's like one of the happiest nostalgia things that I have. I'm not a nostalgia person. Nostalgia usually equals bad not wanting to think about it but episode one is fantastic and i just remember thinking about like wanting to be a pod racer wanting to build my own pod racer and my favorite toy was the anakin skywalker 
like the pod racer that you could hold and like fly around. And oh yeah, almost those, wrapped, yeah. Yeah. wrapped over your forearm. Yeah, really like wrapped over your forearm, and the the pod rested like near your elbow, and yeah. And I didn't. I don't think I kept that as I got older. But then we found one at Half Price Books a couple months ago, and I got a new one, a new old one, and I still haven't taken it out of its new old box. And it's, <laughs> it's I love new it so much. Who was your favorite character in episode one? Definitely Obi-Wan Kenobi because I was a pre-teenage girl. <laughs> but my favorite thing... Oh, Mr. McGregor. Yes. He had that baby face. Yeah. My favorite thing about episode one was the pod racers. Like, Same. that sold it for me. Um, I played a lot of Star Wars pod racing game on N64. Like, I could kick everyone's ass at that game on the N64. Oh, really? Because we I have I have beaten right- you at just about every race we've done. I have mm. not beaten Josh yet, so that's a test. But Who's your, man, I love that game. Who's your go-to character in that Neva game? Neva Key in the tiny pod racer that doesn't nice. actually have cables. I love that thing. I'm a Ben Quadraneros guy, <laughs> and but I like Sebulba's ship because you can destroy... Oh, yeah, it's so tough. Everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. It's, it's slow compared to you. Yeah, it's slow. I like the fast... I just need more strategy one. to beat you at it, uh-huh. but I'm, I'm coming for you. Yeah. Straight off the line, just... <laughs> T-bone somebody. I'm <laughs> going sideways instead of straight. So I love that game, and like its graphics were really good for that time period. Also, it was. So you go by the name QDQ Cosplay, mm-hmm. which suggests that you like to cosplay. Oh obviously. yeah. So, do you, have you done any Star Wars cosplays? I believe I have only done the one Star Wars cosplay. Am I wrong? That just just the one, Mr. Bones from Chuck Wendig's Aftermath series. There may have really? been one other. Did did you not do um, Kylo Ren? Oh, I did a, a sort of gender bend, quick out of the closet cosplay Kylo Ren in the snow. I just threw on some black sweaters and a lightsaber and a mask and looked ran moody. Out. Yeah, and I like had my emo face on. We went out in the snow and took pictures as the snow was falling outside of our apartment. It was pretty great. Nothing like pretending the world is Star Killer Base. Yeah. On a winter's day. Yeah, it was really fun. Yeah, we needed snow. But cold. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Mr. Bones, tell us that, about Mr. Bones. Yeah, other than that, it was Mr. Bones. So we decided to go to Star Wars Celebration in 2017, and I needed to take a Star Wars cosplay because I didn't have any Star Wars cosplays, and I wanted it to be, like, when I cosplay something, I have to love it. And I thought really hard about what do I love in Star Wars the most right now? And besides pod racers, which I should probably just make a Gajinka pod racer cosplay. One cosplay of as a pod racer? Actually, now that I think about it, like those Gundam girls. Or a pod. Yeah. yeah. You know yeah, what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, those, yeah. those girls who like cosplay sexy Gundam outfits. Just yeah. a little bit of armor here and there like, and then yeah. bikinis and shit. Why didn't I think of that? Anyway, so at the time... New ideas. What I loved more than anything else in Star Wars was Mr. Bones from Chuck Wendig's Aftermath series. The crazy singing murder bot. (laughs) Yeah. So if you haven't read Aftermath uh, or the following two books after it, you uh, don't have to worry about spoilers. We will not be spoiling anything. Nope, nope. Could you tell us a little bit non-spoilery information about Mr. Bones. What or who is he? Mr. Bones is a repurposed B1 battle droid and he's painted red and he has actual like 
bones tied all over him for decoration and he's completely insane and he's protecting a character um that i'm not going to say anything about and he's one of the main characters in the aftermath oh. series and i love him and because he's crazy Describing him as a insane murder bot was the right choice. I mean, yeah. He's... I mean, that's what Chuck Wendig calls him is insane murder bot, <laughs> and it's true. I got to meet Chuck Wendig while cosplaying Mr. Bones. It was no fantastic. Way. Yeah, and I got to meet Pablo Hidalgo cosplaying Mr. Bones. They both signed my droid backpack. It was so cool. And I got to meet the guys who drew the Mr. Bones art in the Aftermath books, and they signed my droid backpack. So how excited were they to meet you? Like, they were like, oh, they characters. were kind of shocked, like speechless. Like they had no idea that anyone would ever cosplay Mr. Bones. Really? Which like makes sense because it's just a random B1 battle droid in this book. It's hard to cosplay as a... a it is hard yeah. to cosplay as a B1 battle droid, but I made it happen and it was extremely hard. And I still sometimes have tiny cosplay nightmares about all that black EVA foam dust <laughs> that I inhaled while making it. But we don't need to talk about that part because that's not fun. So for people uh, who want to see pictures of this, uh, the actual cover for this episode will be a picture of Eden and Chuck Wendig. So if you haven't oh, yeah. seen... Yeah. Yeah. He... Uh, he looked like he's, his mind was blown. He could not believe it. it oh, yeah. Yeah, that one picture that you took where he, like, did, he, he just, he was so shocked. I went up to the Delray booth, and I was like, hi. Can I just say hi to Chuck Wendig? And he and said, Mr. Bones! Like, <laughs> so he knew right Oh, away. my God. Yeah. He started cussing. He was happy cussing. That's like, like, We all happy cuss. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when it comes to Star Wars. It was awesome. Did you ask? Okay, so Pablo Hidalgo is usually very uh, well known for answering all of our crazy questions on Twitter. Did you ask him any questions? Yeah, and I don't. I didn't see an answer. What about Mr. Bones or uh, when you met Pablo Hidalgo? Did you oh, when did you I finally had him? him in front of you? You didn't have to worry about him tweeting you back or not. Oh. Did you ask him anything? I don't. Did I? Because I don't remember. I don't remember either. I don't I, think I did. But man, he was just so like pleasant and just, he was just was so genuinely happy to be talking to Star Wars fans. So I asked him a question and um, I'm not going to give too much context in it because it involves things that people may not have seen. But I asked him very specifically, does Darth Vader believe that Ahsoka Tano is dead? I remember that. So oh. during like uh, season three of Rebels, is that your context? Yes. So this was two? like the day before. Was it two? Yeah, she left off in two. It was the yeah. day before we saw the premiere for season four, right? Yeah. Because yeah, we saw the pre the preview for season four I was so and jealous. the first episode at Star Wars Celebration. It was like the day before that. Oh, it was so good. But so yeah. what did he say? He he repeated the question thought about it for a moment and said yes and i was like wow yeah i know he told me that yeah. wow pablo hidalgo if you don't follow him on twitter you really Ooh. should yeah and it's usually just random drawings he does of transformers yeah mostly yeah <laughs> i actually really love which is great i like him it's hard not to so celebration 2019 is coming up in april yes and i know you've got tickets we got tickets Man, do you that have was any, a saga in itself. Do you have any cosplay plans for 2019 celebration? I'm cosplaying a Loth Wolf for 2019. Really? Yeah. 
That'll like the way great. your head turned to look at me, like in slow motion, that's great. <laughs> like a full pelt? Yeah. Like, can you describe yeah. your plans? Yeah. So I'm gonna make a foam wolf head to wear like a like a half helmet. So my face will be visible, but I'll have like teeth hanging over my forehead. Almost like your Mr. Bones droid head. Yeah, kind of like thing? like okay. a mask kind of, but like up on my head, yeah. so I can still see because like you're wearing a pelt because it's really hard to walk right. uh, through conventions like that, and like a full pelt and some weird armory stuff and probably a weapon of some kind. I don't know. I'm just going to come up with whatever I can, but a loath wolf for That's... sure. So what color is this wolf going to be? White. Oh yeah. Yeah. Thank you. That's awesome. Yeah. What other color? <laughs> what are my other options? It has oh, to be like, white. There's some gray ones and stuff. Yeah. But yeah it's they're not, not the, the same. Best. No. Are you just going to creepily look at people and say, Doom. I might. I almost wanted to cosplay the Doom Wolf specifically, but the more I looked at pictures of it, I just got so creeped out that I couldn't. It's like, I can't do this. It'll be close. (laughs) If you do that, you have to find Dave Filoni and show him. He's obsessed with wolves. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's that's got to be his baby Oh, man, wouldn't it be so cool? They had an Ahsoka gathering, of like a gathering of all the Ahsoka cosplayers at celebration last time man i want to go to that as a wolf and just like chill in the middle of all the ahsokas <laughs> like, like hi <laughs> i fit here this is great if i have time i'll probably throw together a loath cat too just that would be cool. for They're fun because i love i love loath cats so i'm gonna pose this question to everybody what is your dream star wars cosplay oh you first josh my dream cosplay it wouldn't even have to be a cosplay. Just something I'd like to have in my house would be uh, the officer stormtrooper from Tatooine with uh, that orange pauldron. The sand trooper? Yes. I want that so bad. Would you uh, make it look all scuffed up and covered in sand? I would weather sand? the crap out of it. Yeah. And if I've I could seen find the work that you do, you do with uh, Gundams and that. Yeah, that would be so much fun on such a large scale. I've done a, a weathered uh, a solace style uh stormtrooper helmet for my little brother who got the uh the black label stormtrooper helmet and it's got like the volcanic ash and yeah. all the, the, That's so the good. stuff coming off of it you should at least it. do a helmet for a sand trooper then I, I may yeah i actually may um but i really want that armor that'd be great and that little orange the pauldron off yeah. the side yeah, yeah just to signify hey i'm an officer i'm somebody special a fun nice. little uh uh detail you can have with it is like a little circular piece of metal say look sir droids yes <laughs> <laughs> and i'm not really uh tall in stature so i might do just a regular stormtrooper armor so i can like pat on my helmet and be like i can't hear you and i'm too short to be a stormtrooper it would be fun celebration moments in cosplay happen like that like I, it would be funny like if leia would come up to you and say aren't you a little short for being a stormtrooper exactly <laughs> pull the luke like i can't hear you yeah just knock on the helmet <laughs> eden what's your dream star wars cosplay darth maul darth yeah. maul yeah like a full gender band or would you just yeah, yeah because comfort yeah yeah i don't do non-gender bends anymore that'd be exciting to see i like to see that yeah i would love to um jedi amanda has done a really awesome gender bend Darth Maul with the makeup and the horns and everything. She's so much skill. I, I just don't have that skill that. right now. I've only seen her. Um, what what is it that I've seen? 
Ahsoka. Doesn't she do an Ahsoka? Yeah. She's yeah. she's done Rebels Ahsoka. Okay. So, cool. like, full-grown-up adult Rebels Ahsoka. Is she's done like, that before. It's really good. Like Gandalf the White Ahsoka? Or? No, I do. Oh, so that's my that's second on my list is, like, Gandalf the White Ahsoka. But that's just... I'm... Yeah. We don't want me to go into cosplay details or I could talk for an hour just about how much work <laughs> that is to make. So what about you, Pete? I would have to say, uh, well, my favorite character in all of Star Wars is and probably always will be Chewbacca. And, you know, I'm six foot four myself, um, but I would still... Need a heel? <laughs> I'd probably go ahead and, yeah, add about three, four inches of height. And... um I've researched how to make them. Like the guys that make these things have like mesh suits and then they get the wafts of hair. And I forget the actual technical term that they use for it, but they somehow band it to the mesh. Just kind of like pick, thread it in. Yeah, pick all the different colors and stuff and match. I've seen huh. some really cool yeah. um, custom Wookiees, like white Wookiees. That'd be kind of neat. Yeah. So I probably want to do Chewbacca from Solo, where he has the. the the double cross... The bandoliers yeah. that he's got? Yeah. I don't have to say that's easily that, but of course, ever since I was a kid, I've been obsessed with stormtroopers and just the full design of... Just everything that was imperial and shiny appealed to me as a kid. Um, God, they were so clean, weren't they? Yeah. Except for Shinies. <laughs> yeah, except for Shinies. <laughs> Shinies. God, a Wookiee would take forever. If you're just like <laughs> hand picking the fur that goes in. Oh yeah, you're literally hand picking like little tufts of fur and sewing them into mesh. Oh, Jesus, that and would take so long. That's how that's how wigs are made. Yeah, pretty like the it's same insane. concept, just a smaller yeah. mesh. Yeah. So it's been a fairly interesting week in Star Wars news. I'm sure you all heard about the new Thrawn book. And I can't out. wait to get it. Yes, it's entitled Treason. I still need to read book two. Get uh, on that as soon as possible. It I was know, amazing. I it know. was so good. <laughs> I got to say, I'm reading it right now. Uh, three quarters of the way through. You're going to love it. I love it. It's fantastic. And I can't wait to talk to you guys about it, honestly. Great. We're going to have a Thrawn episode, hopefully within in the near future. So... So, StarWars.com actually released a mini summary about it as well. Um, oh, yeah. So, we want to know what, what uh, Thrawn Treason is about? Yeah. Tell us about it. So, it's set in the time of the Empire, and Grand Admiral Thrawn faces the ultimate test of his loyalty to the Empire. In this novel, is written by Timothy Zahn. What else am I supposed to read? Because there are like six paragraphs. Isn't there anything about... Eli Vanto ends in Vanto. So do we find out more about him? Here we go. As Thrawn works to secure his place in the Imperial hierarchy, his former protege, Eli Vanto, who we've met in book one, uh, returns with a dire warning about Thrawn's homeworld. What? (laughs) Thrawn's mastery of strategy must guide him through an impossible choice. Duty to the Chiss Ascendancy or fealty to the Empire he has sworn to serve. What? (laughs) Exactly. My face right now. (laughs) So, what was what were the words? Hit the floor, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) What were the words that the Empire said? uh, The Emperor said to Thrawn when he first picked him up. 
in the first book, the first book, he said to him, if I remember correctly, he said, if if it comes down to a choice for you to choose between loyalty to the Chiss ascendancy or the empire, what would you choose? And he said, if I am serving the empire, I am serving you. Right. So that's what this whole book is about. Will he, will he do it? Will he serve the empire? Right. God, I want to know the timeline of this. Will it intersect the, like the rebels timeline? Well, it has to. Yeah. Oh my god! Uh, with no, no spoilers for the end of Rebels. Well, no. One, two, three. Continue on if you want to be totally screwed over for Rebels. Go on. Well, I was just gonna say, you know, obviously it cannot continue past Rebels. Obviously, yeah, because I mean he's. Hyperspace. We don't out know where he is. Stinking whale. Wibbly wobbly timey wimey journey. He's yeah. On. I want to know more. Dude, if that was in the book, that'd be great. Oh. I want to see it animated, of course. Right? But, but, speechless. I'm like gaping over here. Honestly. Just thinking about what could happen. I don't think that we're going to get that in this book because no. I think that's Dave Filoni's puppy. Like, he wants to take care of that little boy and watch it grow into a big, healthy dog. But yeah. he could have just like whispered a little bit to. Is that a wolf reference? Zahn. <laughs> <laughs> Pun not intended. I don't know, right? He could have so, like set me up. He could have said, "Just set me yeah, up for this." Yeah, yeah, they do that a lot in the books. And it's so weird because Timothy Zahn created Thrawn. Like uh-huh. this is his guy. Dave Filoni has kind of like been like the the bully on the playground and kind of yeah. took him over. Yeah. So maybe the, I mean, what if they're working together with this book? Oh, that'd be great. Ooh, I can't wait. Is there a uh, is there a date set out for this book? Summer of twenty nineteen. So oh. soon, probably yes. July, June, July, August. So maybe by celebration, mm-hmm. we'll have an idea when it's supposed to be on shelves. Oh yeah, for sure. I'm surprised it's not coming out. You know what? They're missing yeah. an opportunity right there. <laughs> well, yeah. we need to give Tim Zahn all the time he needs to make this a masterpiece. Oh, I so. totally agree. <laughs> I started reading uh, Last Shot by Daniel Jose Older. Um, oh, the Solo and Lando. Lando yeah. yeah, it's the Solo that? Lando combo book. It's fantastic. It's like, it's it goes back and forth in timelines. I just whacked to this TIE fighter over here accidentally <laughs> while gesticulating. Um, it's half set post aftermath series okay and half before it's just also they're telling two stories at the same time they're telling lando and and han solo in the past and this other futurist timeline and who's the author on that do you know right off it's Daniel Jose Older. He's a young adult okay. author. Because um, it almost sounds like a Claudia Gray where it kind of does this It does crazy... that timey-wimey stuff. Yeah. Yes, for sure. And But it's really good. It's really good. He's written uh, a couple of, I think only one young adult series before this. Huh. It is totally different. I've read the first ser- first book of that series and um, the writing is totally different. This guy's got skill. Really? Yeah. Also, the chapter I just finished mentions Sinjir, Rathilis. So you're going to need to read it. Okay. We, we love Sinjir. We do sold. love Sinjir. You're sold now, right? I was already sold. It's just there's always... See, we live in a great time to be a Star Wars fan. There's, there's always so another much. book. No kidding. There's so much so stuff. So much. But you need more Sinjir. Now so. it's going up on my list is yep. what you're saying. For those who mm-hmm. don't know, who is Sinjir? Sinjir is a character from uh, the Aftermath trilogy. Okay. A very beloved character. Yes. Let's put it that way. Right. 
Um, so I'm going to recommend, as soon as you finish that book, read Thrawn Alliances. Definitely. Yeah, so. it was fantastic. The only reason I'm not reading it right now is because you already have the audiobook downloaded, and I'm not going to mess with those library ebook shenanigans. Oh, she dude, stole my so library well. card. What? <laughs> what a I invite you onto the podcast and you steal my personal identification. Who got I mean, you that library card? She got me. Okay, well, yeah. then there's, there's half and half. I think this would be a wash. Fair enough. <laughs> so in other news, um, we were talking a little bit more about uh, the Mandalorian casting last week. And we were talking about Pedro Pascal and Nick Nolte. Pedro yeah. Pascal, we were wondering, oh, well, he's cast as a lead, but that doesn't necessarily mean that he it's is the, the lead. Mandalorian. Yeah. But it has officially been announced that he is the, the Mandalorian. Mandalorian. The only one. So He's going to be such an interesting character. <laughs> yeah, you, you watch him in Game of Thrones? Yes, I do. I really enjoy Game of Thrones. It mm-hmm. doesn't stress me out near as much as it does Pete. So but it's rough. So it is rough. Oh, yeah. But his character in Game of Thrones, if he translates any of that kind of persona to a Mandalorian, we've got something to watch. He's so uh, charismatic, but he's so he's laid back. Yeah, and that's he's awesome. just so easygoing. But yet, if you start peeling back the layers, he's got a uh, a strict motivation and a drive to him. So that could be that could be a lot of fun. You excited to see it, Ruby? Unlike excited? most Mandalorians, right? Yeah, I don't, I don't think you'll match up to all that. So there was some other uh, casting as well in this article that actually just came out maybe a couple hours before we recorded this today. We've also got Giancarlo Esposito from Breaking Bad, Emily Swallow from Supernatural, Carl Weathers from Predator. Uh, he's also Apollo Creed. My favorite character from the Rocky movies. Yeah. Omid Abtahi from American Gods. Uh, plays the, the, the new gene in that. It's like a genie in American Gods. It's weird. If you haven't seen that series, that's kind of something weird to watch. It's fun. Isn't that I've, Neil Gaiman's? Yeah, I've read yeah, the books. Yeah. I, haven't I haven't even haven't read that. They're actually very accurate to the books. For huh. a, it's been uh, a long time since I've read them. Stars. If, it's a stars program. Yeah. As, they're not half bad. Nice. And they do a lot of the visuals that you see like on some of the covers. Mm-hmm. And they do that kind of artwork, so I appreciate that. Nice. And then we're also looking at Werner Herzog from Grizzly Man. I don't know what that is. I don't either. <laughs> I think it's a movie. Oh, yeah? So we're fleshing out the cast. Yeah. It's happening. And also that article announced that it will be uh, only on the Disney Plus Streaming service, the yes. direct to consumer product. End of 2019. End of 2019. So there's a whole other year. Pushing it back and pushing <laughs> it back. Do you think uh, Clone Wars is going to be on that as well? It would have to be. I mean, oh, if they're yeah. doing such an exclusive for Mandalorian, I mean, why wouldn't it be there? Yeah, it's going to have to be. Yeah, so you've got. We isn't Clone Wars still on Netflix? Yes, it is. I watched it yesterday. So, at what point do you think they're going to pull it off? Once they have an actual date <sighs> yeah. that Disney Plus will... When they really set it in, I, yeah. I give them a couple months. Because Netflix does a month-by-month month, uh, yeah. pull and plug kind of thing. Yeah. So they've got to have a, a final date for I'd say Disney once a Disney Plus, announces so. it and they tell Netflix, I, I give it 30 days and they'll probably pull it just as a marketing ploy. Yeah. Well, that about covers it for news. It was, you know, light as far as 
you know, a lot of news stories, but big news. Like, I'm really excited about that Thrawn series. Like, being stoked. I can't handle it. <laughs> All the books so far have been on point, and they've been such a great, uh, almost new rendition of Heir to the Empire. So we have non-canon legends and all this wonderful stuff, but oh yeah, they're borrowing so much interesting stuff that parallels with things that was in the Clone Wars that was influenced Dave Filoni from those books. And I, if, if, if I said that weird, I apologize, but it's just something that blew my mind while listening to Alliances today. It's so good what they're doing, how they're borrowing from legends right now. They're doing it the right way. People do not fret the legends. Are still legendary, but man, I think a lot of this great stuff is coming. Yeah, they're to the like canon. they're like epic myths that the authors and the story story writers and the, the Lucasfilm story group borrow from that show up in the current media and in, especially in the books. Like if if you loved the Legends books, you'll love the current books because it's basically rewritten. Legends it's a retelling. In its own way. Yeah. yeah, it's like a retelling. In several instances, yeah. 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 But some of it's also exciting and new. And they're doing such justice. Yeah. Well, that covers it for news. Now it's time for This Day in Star Wars History. Today is December 12th, and then this day in 1980, The Empire Strikes Back, which is probably my top movie, period. Same. For the oh, first... Oh, well, top Star Wars movie. Star, yeah, top yeah. Star Wars movie. Yeah. And... I don't know. Maybe top movie. I don't know. Ooh. It's up there. It's it's close. <laughs> That's a conversation top for another five. day. Exactly. Off air. Uh, <laughs> the Empire Strikes Back opens for the first time in Germany and Austria today. So Europe got a little taste of Star Wars. Let's see. December 12th. So that was quite a delay because that came out in May. May 21st, 1980 in the United States. Ooh. Yeah. So quite uh, quite a few months apart. Seven months. It's really interesting, actually, um, speaking of, like, this day in history, you know how Facebook does the memories things like this day yeah, in yeah. your Facebook history. Um, it was it was the crawl from Empire Strikes Back today. Really? Because I was prepping, getting ready for The Last Jedi to come out. Yeah. And it said, T-minus 50 hours for The Last Jedi to come out. I am so f***ing stoked. <laughs> Direct quote, minus the gonks. <laughs> that reminds me of when when we were in japan and we we were there at, right after the force awakens came out yes we were actually there in december of 2015 yeah the very end of december beginning of january and the theaters were just they were I don't have a word for how amazing they were with all of the Star Wars decorations and the merchandise, like, the merch and Snoke's guards. Like the, they had life size figures and like stand ups. Yeah. Well, and they had Praetorian guards just kind of like hanging out. Yeah, they like oh, the, wow. that's what I remember the most is just going into this theater in Japan in Nagano in Nagano and yeah. just looking around the theater and looking for merch one and two they weren't just cardboard stand-ups of Praetorian guards they were, they were like full armor full setups on plastic like life-size setups of Praetorian guards I hadn't even seen The Force Awakens at this point I'm like well damn I need to get on this no like, <laughs> that armor is just the design of yeah. this new trilogy is uh it's fantastic 
Oh, it's really so good. modern mm-hmm. looking. It, it, it's uh, but it's very so aesthetic. akin to the original trilogy with how clean the lines are, and like that that trilogy looked so modern at the time that like reflecting it, I feel like it's followed suit, which yeah. is uh, yeah. George Lucas. Yeah, everything rhymes. Mm-hmm. Everything seems to be falling back to referencing the aftermath trilogy tonight. Honestly, if anyone's interested in finding out the beginnings of the First Order and how the Empire... I mean, if you want to call it the Empire becoming that, I mean, that's sure what it seems like in the movies. It, yeah. Or at least something, you know, borrows from the ideology it's of the Empire. Idea, yeah. That's one way for you to find out if yeah. and how that actually happened. It's so. in my queue. It's got to be read. So we don't have any comlink chatter today, but I will say that a coworker actually said something to me yesterday. He asked me a question that just really got me thinking, and I'm going to share it with you guys and pose it to you. So in the context of Episode 4 through 6, Star Wars to Return of the Jedi. Original if, trilogy. If you were alive in the galaxy during that time, do you think that you would have ended up as an Imperial or a rebel, or maybe somewhere in between, maybe something else. What do you think, based on your personality and how you make decisions as an adult, or how you made decisions being a child into an adult, where do you think you would have ended up where you are today? Go ahead, you're our guest, Eden. Go ahead. <laughs> just because you guys don't have answers yet. Well, it's a good question, though. It is like, a good it was question. one of those I looked um, at him and I just said, that's a good question it is a great question i originally thought well i wouldn't be either i would just i would not be either but i know that i would have started out as a rebel or resistance and i would have swiftly become really sick of their rules and all that just so are you saying you might be an extremist like Saw Gerrera? You can't hold me down, man. You can't hold me down. Down with the man. You know, maybe it would have started out with good intentions like Saw Gerrera, but yeah, then I would have swiftly become like, nope, this is too too tame. This isn't getting any solutions. Yeah, there's no results blow, coming from it. Yeah, blow more up and probably would have swiftly become an extremist or a, or a Pirate just doing whatever the hell he wanted. Eden two tubes under Saul Guerrero. No, no, I would have. You're missing the point. I would have been Saul Guerrero. Oh, yeah, you're right. Saul Guerrero would have been under her. Yeah, exactly. Fair enough. Got it. I'm more of a like. Deception! Deception! so good we need to watch, watch rogue one it's been too long since we watched rogue one. Oh man like if if kira and if kira was a little crazier and didn't have so much self-control she's just super self-controlled and, and self-preserving follows the rules of of her master and i don't deal with that so i would say huh. that she has no idea what she's gotten herself close to i feel like the way that her face looked at the end of solo she knows exactly what she just got herself into i got the hint that she was like terrified like it's like i know i I can do this i can do this which a lot of star wars characters say so anyway that's solid that's a good answer yeah that's pretty good that's me what about you josh (sighs) 
you know, it kind of sucks to follow her up. Um, <laughs> because well, honestly, I'm sorry. <laughs> honestly, really. I would have been right with the rebels in the beginning because, like, down with the empire, it's such a Nazi regime set up. They're so, uh, I don't know, like a dictatorship. I couldn't stand that. I, I couldn't live my life and let that happen. So I would join a rebellion. Well, you have to believe but, in what you're doing in a, in exactly. a military standpoint. Yes. So yeah, you, that wouldn't work for you. But honestly, I'm kind of with Eden on this one. I don't think I could just sit back and be so pacifistic in my my countermeasures to deter an empire. Right. I would have to take things a little further. Right, because even thinking about if I was at the, even if I was near the top of the rebels, the mm-hmm. resistance, still Leia has the patience of like she is the goddess of patience. Like, yeah. how does she deal with all that politicking crap? Yeah, I can't roll my eyes hard enough. (laughs) That's not how the force works. (laughs) I think that's how the force works for her. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Her and the force and people. She's an outlier. She's such an outlier. But I couldn't do that. There's no way. Especially if I was in that kind of galaxy. I'm not just going to sit back in those meetings and listen to that crap. So It's a trap. (laughs) (laughs) More ways than one. No, I would be right with you. I would join like some kind of extremist group and start taking out little sects of the empire here and there, and just. All fight. right. So the next question is: What is the name of our extremist group? And how do when we get we started? Start? Yeah. Peter? What kind of logo do we? Uh huh. Hmm. Hmm. You joining or not? Well, we have cookies. Yeah, we do. <laughs> <laughs> or bourbon? How about both? <laughs> Bourbon? <laughs> Are you there? Um, I don't have any ideas for the names of that, but I think I would actually kind of go on a different path than you guys. Uh-huh. Um, That's acceptable. I've thought about this a lot. <laughs> well, I've had a little bit more time since yes. he asked me yesterday. And, you know, reading Lost Stars by Claudia Gray really kind of opened my eyes to Water a path that I may not have realized I would have taken. I think that I would have felt the call to join the Imperial whatever they needed. Yeah. I don't necessarily think that I would be a pilot. I think I'd be more infantry stormtrooper. Okay. And then work the way up. So what is this call? Call to what? A call to duty. I think if I was a teenager in this galaxy, yeah. I would have felt that call. To maintain it, order. It all depends on what kind of planet that I've grown up on. Am I oppressed? Am I well off? You know, these right. are these are very important questions. So are you like a Twi'lek, Twi'lek, or are you more of a... Right, if uh, I'm human, yeah. I'm joining the Empire. Right, if you're a Twi'lek, you're part of the Free Ryloth movement. Like, no matter what, yeah. because you're or basically a slave. A slave. Yeah. 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 Yes, but I think that as I saw things going on, I would defect. Right. I think that And you would join our extremist organization. We're always open. <laughs> yes, we are. I feel like that would be an easier route to the rebellion. I'd probably find you guys first. Um, yeah, yeah we, I, I certainly... I don't think I could handle the Death Star destroying Alderaan. 
That's a lot. Right. That was a big deal. Yeah, right. as a person, I'm, I'm a big fan of culture and history, and I appreciate it with all of my being. And I don't think I could stand for that. I think that I would see that, and within 24 hours, I'd be like Finn. You know, yeah. leaving. <laughs> I'd, I'd be like, can you, can you fly a TIE fighter? I need a pilot. <laughs> I need a pilot. We're going to do this. Well, yeah. I'm actually a janitor. <laughs> <laughs> Have you read... Leia, the Leia book. I read half by of Claudia Leia. Claudia Gray. Yeah. You read half of it. I read half of it. What happened to the rest the of it? Well, we had. I listened uh, to the audiobook. It sounded just like Leia. It was fantastic. Oh, it was really good. No, we had a uh, an audible. Yeah. Defect, and oh. I lost. I lost. That's uh, no excuse Leia for not having finished it. After <laughs> no, I actually started picking things back up. Okay, so good. It's it's still there. Uh, okay, good. Phasma, and then Leia. Good. So that'll be. Within that. You learned so much about Alderaan in that Leia book. Oh, it's so good. And Haldo. Yes, that's actually... Haldo is my favorite character in The Last Where Jedi. you first meet Amlin Haldo. Yeah, she's my favorite character in that book, too. I want to cosplay young Amlin Haldo. Oh, that's a good one. Like, she always yeah. reminded me of Luna Lovegood. Yeah, she really she's does. so weird. Yeah, she's yeah, off. stuff. Oh, yeah. She is off from what little bit I got to mm-hmm. view. She was... But she's neat. She's yep. an interesting little character. Anyway. Um, yeah, so I would have ended up with you guys. <laughs> yeah. Of course. Because at the end of the day, I, I would have been so disenchanted with the, the Imperial just way, the, the, the machine. But I feel like if I joined the Rebellion, I would have felt that it was the same machine under a different banner. Yep. Yeah. Because that's ultimately what it becomes. Mm-hmm. The Republic, the New Republic, becomes the very thing that they swore to fight against. Mm-hmm. And then therefore, the here we are in this big mess that we're in right now. Yep. Waiting for episode nine. So, speaking of episode nine, do you have any speculations about that, Eden? Like, what's going to happen in episode nine? Well, I have absolutely no idea. <laughs> um, <laughs> all I can think about when I think about episode nine is... Something I had previously forgotten, which is you talking about how you think Thrawn might be in Episode Nine, and is is Matt Smith seriously cast in Episode Nine? Like, is that yeah, real? That's real. What the? That is real. So Matt Smith is yes, and I fear that he's just going to be a droid, probably. So you know, brace yourself for I'm that. A, I'm totally I'm fine, fine with that. With that. But yeah, I, I just threw it at him in the last episode. Yeah, I remember, you know, I listened to it and I was like, oh my God, I forgot that you had this theory that Thrawn might be in the... He has a look. I don't actually think that he's going... I don't think that he fits in episode nine, personally. I want to go on record and say Thrawn. that. I would be surprised. Matt Smith? No. Thrawn. Thrawn. I would yeah. be very surprised if Thrawn is in this movie. I oh, think, yeah. I think that if we're going to see Thrawn in a live action series... My theory is that we're going to see it in Ryan Johnson's uh, trilogy in the Unknown Regions. Oh, yeah, and for sure. And if we do see Thrawn, we're going to see a young Thrawn. The sort of Thrawn that you see in Thrawn, that you will read about in Thrawn Alliance. Yeah, pre-Rebels yes. Thrawn. So that's, so that's what I think. But If there's I, anything that I want to happen in Episode 9, it's definitely... Not something that I thought I would want when I watched Force Awakens. 
watched Force Awakens and I was like, wow, I really don't like Kylo Ren. He's just an emo little <laughs> And then I watched The Last Jedi and I was like, okay, he's a really complex human being and I, I think really, we all felt that way. really like this character yeah, and so many layers wow, he's really grown on me. And now in episode nine, I just really want Kylo Ren to throw another little hissy fit like he did in, <laughs> in The Force Awakens. And just what like, girl? Just, like, just <laughs> lightsaber the <laughs> out of some like Those room. troopers like, yeah. oh, let's go back this way. Like, I love that stuff. That is some of my favorite parts of The Force Awakens. Like, I want, I want extreme emotions from Kylo Ren. Like, I feel like he tried really hard to keep himself together. It's really hard for me to not swear a ton during this podcast. Well, it's okay. That's no different from daily life for you. I've, I've learned. I don't swear at work. Like, why? Is, but anyway, uh, I just want to see him lose his a ton in episode nine. Like, Kylo Ren losing control for some so, reason is really what I want. And Ray losing her losing control is what I want to see also. I'm ready for that. So I'm going to ask you the same question I asked Josh. Do you think... Kylo Ren survives episode nine or does he die? I honestly don't. I don't have an answer. I don't. I can't decide. I mean, does Ray survive or does she die? Have you thought about that? I haven't because I've automatically assumed that she's going to survive. Right. Why? Why would you assume that? Because she's the new hero. Yeah. I don't think they would just stop at three with her. She's. Oh, uh, really? I do. She's something different. Well, I'm calling that right now. Go right ahead. Well, no, you know, no, Ray really. We'll come. Oh, oh. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Make it's up like your mind. Anyone could die. We've all seen Rogue One. Everybody anyone. dies. Anyone could not make it, or they could all make it, or they could all change sides. You never know. Ray isn't changing sides. We all know this. Okay, it's just she's perfect. That was speculation for the Last Jedi. People were wondering no, how would no she way. go, like you know, no. facing. She'll be more gray than she will Jedi, but she'll never be like Sith. So she took the books. Yes. Yeah, she did. From Octo. How many viewings did it take you to notice? No, I noticed it on the first one. You did not. I did. I saw it on the Millennium Falcon. You I did, did not. At that last scene. You're, you're saying no, but I did. You're lying right now. I did. I honestly did. I'm not lying. Well, it's okay if you did miss. I mean, it's, it's fine. I don't judge you. You're, I'm still. I saw the f-ing books, guys. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. And the porgs, and the porgs. Oh yeah, oh, we know he saw the porgs. Oh my he god, so many porgs nesting in the Falcon. Like those books do not stand a chance because the porgs are gonna just laying eggs all over lay- crap. Yeah. So as far as bringing up the books, though, what do you think <laughs> that? Uh, what do you think that Ray is going to glean from them? If anything, do you think that she's going to see page turners? These were not. No, no kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Where's Luke in this? I think it all varies on where is Luke. Well, obviously, well, not obviously, but I think that um, I think he's going to. Is he going to be blue or not? Blue. Yeah, blue. Blue. Like this is like a force ghost. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I think for sure you're going to see him. Um, I think he's going to be appearing to. Kylo Ren for sure. Really? Uh, I think he's just going to yeah. be with Kylo Ren a lot, honestly. Like Yoda did with him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I think that that's um, going to happen. I don't know what more Luke will have to reveal to Rey, but 
surely he's going to appear on both sides of this because it's all about the balance of the force. I thought Luke was going to have more of his stuff together. Yeah. He did, but he didn't. Yeah. Yeah. He was still holding on to... Yeah. He was uh, still looking over that horizon. Yeah. He was. Well, he he was, was still kind of a little bit of a mess. Yeah. Just like Kazuzino. So the Force just brought in, you know, a new way to balance the Force. If it's all, you know, fully on the dark side right now, you've got Kylo Ren rising to power. Oh, every, and he gives you Rey. Every bit of it, yeah. And so now I think that the Force is actually balanced in a way. Because when I say that, I think the imagery for after so. Snoke was murdered... Mm-hmm. That's that exactly they what I'm broke thinking about. Anakin Skywalker through equal pulling energy. Yes. Broke that thing right in half. Even shattered the crystal and literally yeah. in separated right in the middle. Yeah. 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 So I think that that's um that's, that's where we go from here. The question is, do we want the light side to prevail? Or do we actually want balance of the force? Or do we think that the prophecy was misread, like Yoda once said in the prequel trilogy? Is it a prophecy misread? Yeah. Maybe we don't need balance of the force. Maybe the eternal fight is balanced enough. Yeah. So these are these are just really interesting questions that just kind of make your mind explode a little bit, but Oh, we need a philosophy episode for sure. Oh, those are coming for sure. We have We'll have to require everyone to watch the Mortis arc beforehand. Yeah. And then we'll all have to rewatch <laughs> it two or three a, times. No doubt. Whew. So interesting thought on the Mortis arc that we're getting ready to go over before we talk about anything else on the other episode. Yeah. Uh, there's a father, son, and a daughter. Not to be too spoilery, but Clone Wars has been out for long enough, and Rebels sure. has ended for two years now. There's a father trying to control his dark side son and his light side daughter. Is that the Force in general? Is that what the Force is? Is not having perfect balance in the Force? Is the actual balance is him controlling both sides trying to have that conflict like you said I think that um, definitions of the cosmic force and the life force are necessary in that like is the force just one thing is the force represented by this planet which may or may not exist right. mortis I think these are I don't know it's really interesting so are you are you saying is does Ray represent the light and Kylo represent the dark? Who is the father? Yeah, Luke represents the, the Luke, father. Luke could represent the father depending just, on how he in, is as a force ghost. You know what? Yeah, just in this particular arc, but yeah. it, it repeats. You know, maybe it was Qui Gon before, or it was Yoda, or Luke played a different part. Luke used to be the son, but. Oh, I think it's that's like very going. Yeah. It's a yeah. leapfrog of things. Yeah, yeah. It's just yeah. a wheel that keeps going mm-hmm. and retelling the same story. So, what if that is balance? And the and circle of life, yeah, is dark over light and light over dark, and it's just the constant. And what if turmoil. there's a mother that we haven't met yet? Yeah, because I mean, there the is in legends, right? What? Yes. Yes. What? yes. Wait, what? <laughs> really? <laughs> no, I haven't read all of legends. So. Um, uh, most of what in. I've read in Star Wars canon, which is is now Legends, isn't it? Are the old like Young Jedi books yes. from Phantom Menace times? Yeah, like that's all Legends. Stuff. <laughs> uh, Continue, Luke. Right? Is it Luke that runs up on her? Oh, honestly, it, it's been it's been years. It's since been I since it came out that I read it, and I can't even. I don't even know what you're Jedi's. talking about. Yeah. Well, 
That's a conversation for another day. All right. We'll yeah. prepare for it. In fact, we will. Yeah. Everyone watch Mortis and apparently read this mysterious legends book that will it the book that shall not be named apparently and <laughs> can't remember. We'll have a whole other Full episode about just <laughs> the force. Let's do that. That as be a great. galactic entity. Oh, Universal no entity. We can talk for hours about the force, what it is and I love philosophy. How it works. Oh, yeah. And, the then, you, and then you have me in there just like, oh, yeah, that sounds great. Mm-hmm. In certain cuss words here and there. Like, <laughs> philosophizing. <laughs> Philosogonking. Yeah. <laughs> Put your glasses up. Well, actually. So, Eden, have you been watching Resistance? I love Resistance. What have you been thinking about it so far? It's so good. I love the animation. Like, it's so beautiful. Watching it on our giant new television is so pretty. I love the setting. Like, it's just really... I remember watching Rebels and watching, like, the wind flow across the grasses of Lethal. And it's just so gorgeous. And this is, well, like, I love ocean settings. And here we are on a platform out in the middle of this ocean planet in the middle of nowhere in the galaxy. It's fantastic. Do you think Um, we're going to see any big, giant fish pop out of that sea? Maybe a bigger fish? I've not even thought about that. Right? Could be. There's there's always a bigger fish. There's always bigger fish. I I love love Resistance. I think it's fantastic. I think it is definitely going to go somewhere. Okay, I don't don't know definitely. But I hope that it's going to get real kind of serious and and it seems like it's going there after the most recent episode we've had 10 episodes resistance and there's been some really fun stuff and it's kind of kitty and the humor is ridiculous um kaz is a mess he's just a straight up such a disaster but i love him the way he is like do we know do we know how old he is he's in his 20s yeah. Is that canon? Like, is that for real? I don't remember where I, I read that. That's what but, I thought. Yeah. He's in his early 20s. He is a complete disaster of a human being. He looks like he's 13. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I would relate him to, like, a hard-thrown bouncy ball down a concrete hallway. <laughs> and he's just, I mean, he is bouncing off everything. <laughs> he's, he's so, so uncanny. He's so tall, though. In the last episode, every time while he was running away in his situation, no spoilers if you haven't seen it yet... <laughs> He yeah. screams at the he's top so of his lungs. Yes. <laughs> yeah, like every time he screamed in episode 10, I just giggled. And I was like, that voice actor, that he's voice actor is so good. He's doing so great. Like, why is no one talking about Kazuta Ziono's voice actor? Because he is fantastic doing all that screaming. Pulse. Apparently he's voiced by Christopher Sean. Yeah. I don't know who that is. Um, he was on the Days of Our Lives soap opera. Well, that explains for his him good being acting. such a great actor. Yeah, of course. <laughs> oh man, soap operas. So I really love Kaz. Yeah, Kaz's I voice acting Kaz. as well. I totally agree. So I, it, do, I do have some bad news for you guys, though. What? So after this episode, Station Theta Black. Yeah. There is going to be a one-month break. There's a hiatus. Yes. Uh, well, that'll break. give me yep. time to catch up on books, I guess. Yeah, it'll give there us go. it'll There's give us system. as a podcast time to yeah. catch up on our resistance recap. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't think you'd get away from that. No. <laughs> so, so wait, 
wait, who's your favorite character in Resistance? Do we have favorite characters? Can we pick a favorite? My favorite is Tam. Really? Yeah. The mechanic. I really? relate to her most. Really? She's so angry all the time. Yeah, Do you she's remember a that time? Old... Yeah, you remember that time that she literally threw a wrench at Kaz and hit him in the back of the head? <laughs> yes. I I feel that way, not not to be self-incriminating. <laughs> I'm not gonna do this, but at my job, it's <laughs> It's a physical job. We work with tools. I want to throw my tools at people all the time when they drive me insane. Wouldn't that be great? (laughs) (laughs) No, I really like Tam, and I feel like she has really... Well, I mean, we're we're learning a little bit more about her background. I don't know how in-depth the story will get, but I have every reason to believe that she will join the cause for the Resistance in the show eventually. I'm right there with you. She's got that... Like she has no idea about Kaz being yeah. a spy right now. No, she Yeager's like, keeping that secret. Yeah, Yeager's mm-hmm. not saying like whenever he does, you know, meeting up with Poe Dameron mm-hmm. or anything. He's like, oh, I didn't know this was on the order. Yeah, just just popped up today, Tam. And I think that uh, once she finds everything out, she's gonna she's gonna make the right call. She's gonna be yeah. so so angry that, that Yeager didn't, didn't tell her. <laughs> Why didn't he tell her so she could help that jerk? Yeah, she's fantastic. We got a statement. I can't say it. That sucks because it's so spoilery. Spo- yeah, it's so crap. Can you can you dance around it? Why is it spoiler for people who haven't watched all ten episodes of Resistance? Yes. If you have not watched all ten episodes of Resistance, just skip the next thirty seconds. All right. One, two, three, and we're good. So she wants to get off that stinking platform so bad. She wants to race her back, and she wants to go. And I think when as soon yeah. as she finds out that Kaz is a stupid spy, and I say stupid because he's probably the worst spy out there right now. Oh, yeah. He's got so much room to grow. <laughs> if she uh, figures this out, like, hey, you're working with the Resistance. You've been going on doing uh, monkey lizard missions with Poe. Get me in there. What the heck, Yeager? Yeah. You know me. I'm trying to get out. She's like, Yeager, I love Kowaki and monkey lizards. I not <laughs> Said nobody <laughs> ever. Yeah, no. I hadn't even thought of that. Yeah. But like, she's going to take be... that as an opportunity. Yeah, she'll yeah. jump shit. Yeah. I hadn't thought about her being upset about because it. Because You're absolutely right. It's yeah. Tam. She's not really from anywhere. Direct quote. And, and she hates being where she is. Right. Huh. I'm sure she's real tired of seeing Kaz piloting oh. the fireball. Yeah. That's burning her up. Definitely. Yeah. Although, we need a resistance recap. We do. So, so, anyway. That resistance recap, you know, for the sake of time, it's not going to be happening in this episode. But the very next episode, we will be blocking off some time to go through... Uh, episode five and there's onward. no time for a resistance recap because I need to talk about my favorite character, Who's your and, favorite character? and how much he loves being on the platform my favorite character <laughs> is Niku <laughs> Niku is amazing <laughs> every time he opens his mouth I laugh and I watch and I'm just so happy <laughs> what about when he opens his mouth behind closed hands that was hilarious <laughs> the entire he couldn't episode, help it. Uh, he's so he's perfect I feel like Holly Fry with the Rodians? The Rodians, and I just... So now you're like a Nikto I didn't know lover. I had such love of, of Niktos, but I think it's just Niku. It's probably just Niku, because he is so literal. He's there so is. literal and so weird, and he's just so positive, and he... I mean, we watched the episode with the runaway kids, and he paid for everything, and he's yeah. friends with those... The people who like the turtles, the turtles who he make did, the platform. He did have some really interesting quotes in that, just about like how oh. you're supposed to live your life 
what money is supposed to go to. Money is supposed to help people. When you need it for something, you spend it to help people who need something. I'm with you. Niku is actually a very interesting character. In the beginning, I thought that he was supposed to be the annoying character. Comic relief, almost. I think he is, but at the same time, he's... He's really fun. Yeah. And depth. I laugh. There's he, a depth to him that is yes. not... He's got that depth. He's So he's funny, but it's also... It's funny, but it makes you think. He's because sincere. he's saying exactly what's honest and what's true. He's saying what's what's real the yeah. whole time. And you can't ignore that. He's so, definitely mm-hmm. my favorite character, too. When he goes no up, kidding. Yeah. Wow. Seriously. Really when like he goes him. up to the stormtroopers and he's like, hello, what are you doing <laughs> exactly. here? Exactly. that calmly. First order, what are you doing <laughs> here? So my brave. friend Kaz over there <laughs> wants to know. Uh, shut up. Shut up. I, I actually cringed that whole time. I was Kaz watching that episode. Oh, man. Like, oh, my I God. Was, I was Niku. I was like, I had my hands like up like, oh, yeah, what are they going to say? Are they going to tell him anything? <laughs> Uh, I You're love not authorized to be Niku. here. <laughs> Agreed 100%. Well, this has been a fantastic conversation. I really hate to bring it to a close. And Eden, you've been mm-hmm. such a wonderful guest. I hope Thanks. you actually join us again in the future. Anytime. But this is the end of Jam Transmissions, Episode 3. Eden... Can you tell people where they can find you and follow your cosplay? I'm sure we all want to see your little wolf. You can find me on all the social medias. Just kidding. You can't find me on Tumblr anymore. Um, not because of those recent Tumblr shenanigans. Just because I cut Because Tumblr sucks. I cut my Tumblr addiction yeah. years ago, people. Anyway, you can find me on all the social medias except for Tumblr. On Twitter at Eden Jean Gray. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at QDQ Cosplay. You can find me on Facebook at QDQ Cosplay. Um, you can find me mostly on Patreon at QDQ Cosplay, where I post most of my cosplay and progress and videos and stuff like that. Um, couldn't cosplay without Patreon. I love it. Thank you all so much. And Snapchat's also, but that Snapchat is just for patrons. And I still mess up at the Snapchatting sometimes. I'm still learning. I don't have it. I can't do it. It's I hard. Yeah, I think I'm weird. too old for Snapchat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, guys, you know, be sure to follow QDQ Cosplay, especially check to check out, out um, all of her Star Wars cosplay coming up. I'm sure it's going to be epic if it's anything like Mr. Bones was. Oh, yeah. Again, see the show notes and the uh, episode picture if you want to see that with Chuck Wendig. And we're going to close out. You can find us at... Jam Transmissions on Instagram and also on Facebook. If you want to talk to us on Twitter, go to at JTComLink. And please join in the conversation. You can send us an email at comlink at jamtransmissions.com. That is C-O-M-L-I-N-K. And we would love to talk about anything that you guys want to talk about. Anytime. Good, bad, sad, whatever. Good, bad, or sad. And with that, you know, it's been fun, guys. Josh, Eden. May the force be with you. And may the force be with you. Always.
as soon as you said, where can we find, just want to see your loaf wolf, I'm like, uh, haven't even started that uh, yet. <laughs> like, immediate crisis. Immediate, like, 